This is Robert Decker. You are listening to Everyone Needs a Spotter. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Everyone Needs a Spotter, the multifamily fitness podcast brought to you by the team here at RMS Fitness. I'm your host, Steve Heitzer, joined by the faithful team here today, starting first with Emily Vinos. Some know her as Lil Wipey. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Good, good. Good. It's a it's an unusually fantastic Thursday here. Uh, yeah. I don't think we've done a Thursday podcast. We've done some Wednesdays. We've done a lot of Fridays, but this is fun yeah. to be here. Robert, fearless leader. Steve, looking forward to it. Looking forward to what? <laughs> Whatever it is we're going to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We just said there'd be no giggles today. Already. No, no. Giggles are fine. Looking forward to it. <laughs> you know, I too am looking forward to it. <laughs> but all jokes aside. <laughs> I mean, we are looking it's, forward to the podcast. We are. So. Yeah. <laughs> we are, guys. Look, we're, we promise we, this is not going to be a regular thing. These past couple weeks, it's you know, it's the time of year. It's the end of the year. We're yes. all feeling relaxed. It's kind of ready to put a stamp on the end of this year and move yeah. into the next we're one. We're off tomorrow, and that's why we're doing this. Yeah, it's a long weekend for some of us. So we're doing it here today a little early, and we're all having some fun. But no, you know, we are happy to be here. You know, last week, uh, we had a chance to hop in here and record a episode. But before we get into the episode that we recorded last week and what we are going to talk about Wait this week. Wait a minute. You didn't even introduce I, me. I, <laughs> <laughs> Man, look. Old invisible Donna always with <laughs> the faithful team. <laughs> Stephen, I don't know Donna Dio. How's it going, Don Donna Dio. Don 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 Donna Dio. No, here he is, folks. Stephen Donna Dio. How's it going? Good, good. That's better. Now <laughs> I feel welcome. You, you are welcome, man. Thank I'm sorry. You. you know what? I, I'm, I I do apologize for that, folks. Here, we're we're a little off our normal routine. But no, you know what? We had an exciting week here this week. Some of the reason why we're off our normal routine is because it's a short week. We're off tomorrow. Uh, for the long weekend, but a lot of us had uh, an exciting Monday as well. We had a visit. Who came here on Monday, Emily? Uh, Jason Sutton from Chisel Fit. Yes, he did. Jason Sutton came here from Chisel Fit, not Jason Sullivan, which is what I <laughs> typed originally <laughs> on the invite that I sent out to everybody. Welcome, so Mr. Jason. Sullivan. <laughs> that was pretty really funny because <laughs> Jason had taken a picture. <laughs> he was looking directly at it, and Steve comes in a few minutes later and goes, Is your name? Jason Sullivan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew. I knew it was wrong when I saw it. I just, I was just working too fast, like always. So, you know, we appreciated Jason's visit. He came from Chisel Fit uh, here to kind of show us a little bit about his Challenger product. He helped us get one set up here on our showroom floor. We demoed it for some customers and clients and friends and the in-house team here. It was good. Chance, yeah, to learn about how it works, how it's made, kind of the science behind it. We all took a, uh, a chisel challenge. Stephen, how'd that go for you, man? Tell us about your chisel challenge experience. It was a experience. 60 second chisel death because <laughs> because then he blacked out <laughs> afterwards. I, I was literally uh, seeing little birds, and I was like, I gotta lay down for a minute here. For anyone that actually has met Stephen in real life, just imagine him curled up in the fetal position, pale on a couch. All I remember was. Where, where'd Steven go? Anybody, anybody know where Steven went? He really did like disappear. It was like I one did. of those like trap doors in a concert stage where he just disappeared. We nobody even knew where he went. I've was, never ever seen Steven lay down on bad. the couch that we have here ever. And I walked back there and just saw that man 
ghost face. <laughs> Just the, the slight little bit of headache and having too much pizza. It's not a good combination to do the 60-second challenge on the Challenger. As hard uh, as you can. <laughs> talk about getting chiseled. So that, that's, our, <laughs> that's our fitness advice for the week. So anyone who's about to see how much of any athletic event they can do in a 60-second time frame, don't eat pizza right before you do it. That's, <laughs> that's our advice on how to uh, achieve the best results there. No, but it was a fun visit. We really appreciated it. And now we're all enjoying having uh, that, that product here on our showroom floor. In fact, I think... I haven't walked by it yet and not seen somebody from the mm-hmm. team jump on there for a minute and, and burn out a quick 60 seconds on it. It's a fun way to get some exercise during the day without spending a lot of time, and I've enjoyed it. So that was a fun event, and we're really uh, enjoying the opportunity to use the space that we have here for those types of things, to invite our colleagues, friends, you know, partners out. And, you know, Robert, I'm sure you can speak to that a little bit about, you know, what you had envisioned for the space here. But hopefully those of, you know, some of these early events and things we've done here have been, you know, what you had in mind for the space. Hopefully we're making you proud. Yeah, I mean, it's it's getting tweaked uh, as needed to make sure that our customers have something uh, like this product, the Chisel Challenger. And I think what's interesting is that we threw the open house, got some folks uh, responding to it. Seeing people try something so new, so um, I guess you could say state of the art. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the guys there, Jason and well, specifically Joe, spent a long time designing that. So I took a page out of Jason's, uh, I guess, sales pitch, you could say, and I look forward to actually putting it on the back of a trailer and going to the various clubs in the area. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Yeah. Now weather pending, of course, but get down there to the various clubs in the area because I don't think anyone's going to really know what this product can do until you try it. And I think that's what we said. Mm -hmm. Even when we were at the ab show, it's like you look from a distance, you're like, "Mm." but when you get on it, totally different experience. Yeah, if a picture's worth a thousand words, then 60 seconds on that thing is worth a... Thousand words. Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica. A thousand birdies. Volume or two dozen. <laughs> no, you know, but it's it's it really is a unique product, and and I think that you know we really enjoy getting to work with that team, and you know they're a small company, kind of like us here at RMS. You know we're grassrootsing our effort here, and they're kind of doing the same. So it's exciting to work with a company who has a similar mindset in that regard. Um, but you know, speaking of you know adding things to spaces, like we you know brought that unit in here this week, and we talked a little bit about how we've tweak the space a little bit. Um, you know, we've talked also last week on our episode about space planning software that we use. We mentioned how we're going to do a two-part series on that. Now, you know, last week we were talking specifically about the space planning software we use, EC Design, and how that works uh, to assist our customers. We focused last week on um, existing properties, ones that are going through renovations or additions, <coughs> and how we use that software to assist them. And this week, we're going to talk a little bit more about that software, but we're going to talk more now about new construction and new development projects. So that's something that RMS is getting more and more involved in all the time. Um, Most of our work started out in, you know, working with our contracted customers on small-scale sales and additions, but it's quickly uh, grown to that level. So, Robert, what would you say was our first um, new construction experience or project at RMS Fitness? Do you remember that project that we did? Emily, Robert, who remembers the first one? Emily? Uh, uh, it was what we called AGU. That was our first one. Okay. So that one goes back to before my time. Yeah. So the first one I remember was when we were uh, able to do the, the headquarters for the local telecommunications company that yes. we did here. Don't know if I can say their name or not, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we were able to work with them there. And you know true. that was a project that we did, a really large gym. And back then, <clears throat> that was something that was unknown to us, really. Sure. You know, it was taking on a space that large was 
unique and it was it was new to us and it, we, we learned a lot of things even from that first job and we've taken that you know that example that we learned there and we've applied that to every job along the way and we keep picking up more and more skills and and things and now we're to the point where i think as a company we're involved in somewhere between 40 and 50 new construction and new development projects which is really exciting so specifically robert finger. well i was just going to add to that experience just so you can build off of where we were oh sure please please do come. yeah <clears throat> is in both cases like i remember visiting the first one that mm -hmm. emily mentioned we went down hard hats high vis we did the whole nine yards. We get down there, <clears throat> small room. But what happened in that transition is the room was told to me on a PDF to be one size. We went down the day of the delivery, and they cut a third of the room out. Ooh. So that made everything a little more tight. A little snug. Yeah, so learn something there. Uh, then we get out to the, the larger one you're speaking of, where we went out, did a tremendous amount of equipment. This was a very large space yeah. that we had to do. But mm -hmm. again, I took I kind of took the order. Like we want this, this, and this. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of creativity back then. It was, hey, you you handle our fitness maintenance and repairs. We now need new equipment, and this is the list that we have in mind, which is fine. And it worked fine. We went in, we did it. They had two rooms, in fact. They had one room with which conventional fitness room, cardio strength, and then they had what I think most people would allude to as a uh, yoga room slash stretch room, and so we put some things in that room. But what I remember about that is that <clears throat> the layout itself had to take place the day of the install. Mm. Ah. Whereas now, which I think you're going to allude to later, is we can even have a little bit of that experience by having this software move equipment around as opposed to physically moving equipment around. So I'm going to hand that off to you because that's where we started, taking kind of the orders from the customer, placing the equipment where they want it, but that was way past a lot of the initial checks that we have along the way. Just remembering that job and the day of that job, I totally forgot, but you asked me because I guess, you know, you were with... It was the whole company was involved, and you were with a crew um, unloading equipment from the trucks, and you had me inside kind of dictating where things should go. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> but just that's how, how far we've come. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's where some companies still are, not to throw stones at a glass house, but <clears throat> some companies are still there. But I think what we're going to talk about today is how – we can enhance that experience so that fortunately for us on that one job, it all went well. It doesn't mean it's always going to go that well because I can't imagine if that room would have been any smaller where that equipment would have went. So it was an open slate, open room. Very few, uh, very even, even the smallest mistake, you wouldn't have noticed it because it was just that much of a canvas to work with. Mm -hmm. But that's not all the case, and that's why... We work so hard on the front end. So, Steve, yeah. please take it from here. Thank you. No, that was a that was a really great summary of you know kind of where we began that process and where, to your point, you know many people might still be for a lot of different reasons. And you know, in some cases, it's not always wrong to have a customer who makes some selections and you help them to achieve that goal, right? But what we really want to talk about today, in particular, is how the software that we use and the lessons that we've learned along the way help us to become 
more than that for our clients. And really what, not so much what we do, but how that benefits the client, the customer, the residents, the investors, and everybody along the way, because that's what it's all about. I mean, if we can create a, a you know, a, a valuable offering f that benefits everybody in, in the process, then, you know, I think people will be, will be pretty happy with that. So, you know, along the way in new development, there are, you know, it might be in a situation where, for instance, on an existing property, you may be dealing with just the property manager when it comes to the, to the decision. Maybe there's a regional manager involved. But with a, any type of new development or new construction, there are many, many decision makers. There's architects involved. There's designers involved. There's builders. There's the owners. There's the investors. There's the developer. And, like, that list can get real crazy. Sometimes I get emails that have, like, 20 and 30 people's names on them. You know what I mean? Because there's that many people that are, like, in some way involved with the project. So, you know, really, you know, some of the core people that I thought of, though, that the software really helps us to to benefit along the way were the designers, the owners, the builder and the GC, and then the management company that's going to come in behind all of them and, and then activate that property. And I thought those are some of the core people that we that we benefit. And, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So um, right out of the gate, you know, some of the obvious, you know, people that we want to make sure that we're working to benefit are the owners and the investors of the properties. These are the people that, you know, are, are putting their money up. They've, they're, they're kind of putting their money where their mouth is, so to speak. And they are, you know, being the ones that put the financial investment into the property. And they're the ones that are going to hopefully, you know, receive some financial benefit from the, owning that property in the long term. So how do you think that being able to plan a room for a, someone in that situation, show them with the real models of the equipment and things, show them the real FF&E, the final product. How do you think that helps an owner or an investor, Stephen, um, to, to feel about going through a process of, of developing a fitness amenity in their building? Well, it helps them to see where the money's actually going and the type of products that they're actually purchasing because you can talk up a, a vehicle and um, put a ton of money down for a vehicle and be unhappy with the product when you have never seen it, but then when you actually see it, you're unhappy. So the advantages of, of um, this, uh, this software, um, this design software that we have, is that you can at least show the owners, the managers, the GC, what the room will look like in real time, uh, in 3D, and, um, and see where the money's actually going. Because, you know, let's be honest, new, new design, new construction is not cheap. There's a lot of money being um, th being thrown around, and when you have those 3D renders, those 3D designs, those walkthroughs, it helps um, put the minds at ease that they're definitely going to get a return on their investment. Right. So the owners are investors. That, that's that's the perfect answer, Stephen. You know, they're they're primarily, you know, to my understanding, you know, they're interested in making sure that they get the value out of what it is that they are are purchasing. So when they're outfitting a fitness amenity. They're, they're trying to make sure that what they're putting into that amenity helps them to market their property, helps them to lease units, helps them to drive competitive rents in the markets and things like that so that they can, in turn, you know, generate some profit from their, their investment, right? That's, that's really what it's all about. So that person wants to look at that information. They want to look at a proposal and see not only how much money they're spending, but they want to make sure that what they're spending is going to earn them what they want. It's going to achieve them what they want, right? So when they see those those renders and they see the final product and they see, okay, this is this this isn't just a top down view of a gym, right? With with little you know two D lines drawn to indicate a square for a treadmill or or something like that, but really they can see the feel of the space. It helps them to have a lot of confidence in, in what they've you know 
potentially uh, invested in there. So I know that in my experiences with them, you know, that that's been very impactful for them in just seeing that final space and knowing what it is that they're about to kind of quote unquote pull the trigger on when they sign that. Robert? Just to add to that, I, th- I think you may have, with as many people as you cross path, paths with, um, the last handful of these opportunities I've had, I guess <clears throat> I am pleasantly surprised how many owners are mm-hmm. aware of what fitness equipment is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're adding and taking away what they envision to be the fitness room. So some owners uh, are very um, involved in the process. It's just not a, a numbers game, amount of units, a look, but actually the functionality then for them plays a role, like how many treadmills, um, a multi-station versus a Smith machine versus a functional, how they intend for the room. Because uh, fitness does affect a wide range of people and those who are enthusiasts about the fitness world. If they're in ownership, you kind of tend to see that they are having their input. Like I said, they select certain equipment or may ask for other additional equipment to be added because they're, they're, in, they're into that world and hence they want that signature on the equipment that, hey, I made these mm-hmm. choices because of my knowledge of the fitness world. And so that plays a role as well. Yeah, and I think that that, that really was the, the perfect follow-up to what, to what Stephen said. You know, a lot of times <clears throat> there, there are different types of clients. Some people are very fitness-oriented in that they know a lot about fitness. Um, <clears throat> if they're very active themselves, they may have their own preferences about what they want to you know, see in the gym in terms of you know, how they might like to work out. But then that's where our expertise comes into play in benefiting those customers because we're not, you know, he may have listened to a prior episode where we're not, you know, going to just say yes to any idea that comes along just because it's what the owner or developer wants to do. Now, ultimately, they're the ones with the money and they can spend it how they'd like to spend at the end of the day. But, you know, we do try to push back on that a little bit if we think there's, you know, valid reason to, to help them create something that's really, that's really valid. And sometimes, um, you know, their own individual preferences can obfuscate that a little bit because, you know, they're maybe kind of shopping for themselves. And that's where our industry knowledge and understanding of what's going on in the market around them is really important too. So we can really combine, you know, how much an owner does know or doesn't know along with our own expertise and come up with that really that perfect, um, you know, package of equipment and accessories and things that kind of creates that space that they feel really good about. So um, you kind of brought up a nice point where I was going to say there are nice, you know, clients where they're really hands-on with the gym. And then there's others who just go, I don't know this. I don't do this. What do you recommend? Um, So in either case, I found that this software is helpful um, because if they don't know anything, they just want to feel good. And when they see something that looks good and they see the final product, they might not understand what each individual machine in the drawing does, but they can tell it means business, right? And they feel good about it. Same could be said for the customer who has a lot of understanding about equipment. They'll look at that and they'll see things they know and and they'll be able to see themselves moving about that room. So I, in that way, I think it helps us with either both educated and un, uneducated uh, customers in that regard. But Stephen, what's a common thing, unfortunately, that happens when we go into new developments if their communication isn't good um, and you know we get out there to install new equipment? Maybe we didn't communicate well with uh, the person who's actually building the building. Um, so maybe what are some of the things that we encounter you know, because of that? So one thing that can... Uh, that 
you know, we've encountered and I'm sure other other companies encounter and other properties encounter is, you know, you design a space and um, the construction team doesn't consider where certain outlets are supposed to be placed. So when you have in your design treadmills, um, but there's no discussion uh, with regards to outlet location, um, you know, that's, that's kind of critical. Um, and when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to point of installation and all the walls are closed up and stuff, that can be a, that can be a serious uh, frustration to not only property managers, owners, but also the construction crew as well. Yeah, absolutely. Robert. And I think one of the resolutions to a situation like that is a site visit, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you go out, you walk the room and along the way, you know, in the construction world, they're making changes, right? Along the way, budgets can change. Circumstances can change. Ownership may come in and say, I want this section changed like this. I need more area. Even a designer may have more input once we start to get walls up. So you walk don't, through. Don't you steal my it. designer thunder, Robert. <laughs> I'm, I'm headed there next. I understand. So... You know, you, you get out there, and to Stephen's point, there are s- some misses. I'm thinking of a room where a very popular product we, is the Reflect, and where you place that in the room can be very critical. Um, I was thinking about an install not too terribly long ago. It was on several floors, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, we got to make a change here, guys. You yeah. Know. I, I, I know you saw it on the wall. You know what it's supposed to do, but someone didn't get the memo. Not to use overuse that word, but <laughs> someone did not get the memo. And Emily, did you send the memo? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so there needs to be a change, and I guess for us, uh, what we're trying to do is sometimes not possible, but I hope people get the sense that we try to do things right the first time so that the frustration down the line, they don't remember, hey, RMS didn't give us this piece of information. And going circling back to your software, that's why we have the software. Try to get all those questions, all those concerns out front of the last screw or the last yep. you know, wall that goes up so that we don't make those mistakes later down the line. Yep, Steven? Since I forgot you earlier, I'll give you a I'll give you another chance. What's going on? I think another thing that that happens um, and gets overlooked is you know we'll talk about uh, ceiling clearance and height, right? And they'll tell you, yeah, you got ten foot ceilings, nothing to worry about. But then what happens when you show up? You got these little floating floating light fixtures <laughs> right where you're putting a, a a climber or a stepper, and it just happens to be right. You know, your head just happens to be right next to it, or you get close to hitting it. Um, so that 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 tends to um, be an issue, and uh, you know that's why, like Robert said, site visits are critical, um, so that we can catch those before the um, before they happen at install. Emily, look at all this involvement. Look at that. <laughs> Emily. Well, I, I was also thinking about um, one of your installs that we went out on, and. Um, there was a team there bracing for impact backhanded compliment incoming (laughs) no no no. like but just i remember we were concerned because we were putting a smith machine up but they were putting um tvs 
and the TVs were hanging super low. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, which obviously was not going to work out with putting the Smith machine there. So that's just another thing is like TV placements, how high, how low, but even just the placements of them in the room because a lot of times, you know, the treadmills are faced a certain way to to see the TVs. So that's just yeah. another thing. You're right. Robert, we're coming all the way around. We batted just, for the whole cycle yeah, here. Yeah, I we're just back wanted to add to Emily because <laughs> I think that was a good catch. I remember that install. But I believe those TVs were an afterthought. Yeah. So no one actually reached out to us and said, hey, we're going to add TVs. Is that going to be a... And that's critical. That's yeah. critical because to Emily's point, the TV legitimately was much lower than I've ever seen in a fitness room. And I, you know, I have an electrician there and I'm like, um, hmm, I'm not sure that's going to work, but I'm not going to stop you from what you're doing. Right. So I reached out. You know, typically mount a TV like two and a half feet off the ground in a right. Exactly. commercial exactly i'm like <laughs> this this one was different but yeah, no, but was, i'm sure they low. had they had a reason yeah but again that smith machine was going to dictate wherever those tvs go and someone didn't let the electrician know hey that's not a good spot for sure i'm coming right to the end but that's an advantage before i forget to, to tap onto what robert was just saying of bringing a partner in early on the fitness amenity we we do sometimes find that you know <laughs> I got an, I love them because they just reached out to me this week and we're going to have an opportunity probably to do a, a gym together. But I had someone send me an email today and said, hey, we're developing a project. It's this size, this many things. We're going to, you know, do the gym and we need it all by March 1st. Like, okay, like I can pull it off, but I don't really know what I'm getting into there, right? Like there's so many things in motion with that project already. You know, the outlets are already where they're at. I don't know if they're dedicated. I'm not sure if there's Ethernet. Um, so I'm kind of, reverse engineering the room at this point and like putting it together in a way that I know will work versus what I maybe would have done, you know, if I'd have been in there involved from the very beginning. So that's just an example of, of what I thought of to your point. You know, some of those things are afterthoughts because not everything is thought about ahead of time when it should be. And like, again, I have projects right now that will probably not be completed until middle or end of 2026, but I'd rather be involved now and no, I got to wait and be playing catch up later. Emily? Well, as you were talking, I realized that this thought that came in my mind is not about um, a new gym, like a newly designed gym, but it was another job of yours. And the room was set up a certain way, right? But um, they, never they never communicated that this one door was ne needed access to for like storage. They ah, made yes. it seem to you that wasn't important and so the equipment that we were going to have kind of in that area it was not a problem that for access to that doorway right but then on site we get there and all of a sudden the cleaners and whoever was working there was like no that's a big problem it was a much higher traffic yeah. area than we when we thought yeah so then yeah. we had to move some stuff around and then they lost some space because of because of that yep so all, all really good examples of, of, you know, the more information that we can get up front, um, especially when it comes to where things are going to go into the room, you know, the better, the better that we're going to be able to ultimately assist the customer. So that's where those, um, you know, the room planning software comes in to benefit in terms of working with the GCs and the builders, because we can get in there and we can use symbols to identify outlets, Ethernet, uh, the difference between regular outlets and dedicated outlets, which 
pop quiz, Emily. Which type of units need dedicated outlets, typically? Treadmills. Treadmills, yeah. Typically things that have motors that are going to be, you know, pulling lots of power to generate, you know, um, you know, the activity of the machine. You know, they're going to need a dedicated outlet. So um, we can indicate all of those things to the GC ahead of time, and then they know the room that they're working in. They have a map to work on. It can be imported directly over their CAD drawings now, which is a nice update to the software that we've been working with. And that all makes it really easy for our partners to achieve the results that they're looking for and not be kind of caught off guard in the end. So we mentioned them a little bit. I saved them for the end because in my experience, they tend to be like the ultimate gatekeeper, but the designers, um, you know, how is it, you know, what do you think that the ultimate goal of a designer is in, in, in creating a space? Now, usually when I say designer, I'm talking about the interior designer who's in charge of, you know, the looks and decorations and things. What, what, what are their end goals, really, do you think, um, Stephen? Well, to make the gym appealing and attractive. And so when property managers go and show the gym to prospective clients, they want it to be eye-catching and because, you know, the first 15 seconds when you walk into a room will give you uh, either a good impression or a bad impression. 19. 19. <laughs> yes. Please get it right. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier, though, about the, the, the hangy lights. Who do you think picks those hangy lights? Emily? The designers. The designers, right? So they're the ones that pick the, the color of the wallpaper. They're the ones that are going to pick out the color of your flooring. They're the ones that are going to decide whether you have a flat wall or built-in cubbies on the wall. They're going to pick where your, you know, your water fountains and things in the room go. So, Robert, why do you think being able to work closely with this person ahead of time by incorporating... Got, pause. Let me backpedal just 10 seconds. Part of what we can do with the software is in addition to importing the room so that we have the exact space to work with, we can also pretty closely replicate whatever FF&E is picked out by the designer. So they'll send us a design package that has like um, the flooring samples, the different things, and we can then find in the software the closest representations of that as possible. So what do you think being able to do that in a room and then send those images to a designer, how do you think that helps them in their process? I don't know if that's a softball or not, but... I like to think that when you can get that much detail to someone, especially in that profession, they can then use it to their advantage to tweak whatever they're trying to do. <clears throat> I would also like to think that because of that, the type of equipment that we're putting in there, the end result is what they're looking for. And without that, again, you go from the, the old world to 2D where you can't perform any of that. But taking on the painstaking process of finding the paint color, the floor color, any kind of, let's just say they're putting in some benches or tables or... Because sometimes you, you get... Um, I don't know if this is the proper word for designers, forgive me, designers who may be listening, but a more progressive, more modern approach to a fitness center is you start to putting some accents into the room that wouldn't normally be in a gym because you don't want it to have that typical gym feeling. You want it to flow from the... So as you're walking in the lobby, which is generally what we're working with, they have a flow into the lobby that's that's inviting them in, and then you go from that, you don't take a drastic change and completely take away from that look once you get in the fitness room. That same look goes to right into the fitness room. So whatever they're trying to do, it's the full package, 
And again, going back to your question, if we can add all of those details, the designer, if we can get them to say, oh, okay, now this is all making sense. Recommendation Steve made, Robert made, Stephen made. I see him live. You know, once the designer's on board, right, generally the next couple of steps go much easier. But if a designer sees, hey, um, I have some questions, that'll slow the process down because maybe we're not getting them enough detail. But because we can, mm -hmm. that process goes a lot easier. Yeah, you, you, you really kind of hit the nail on the head. I had an experience last week where I put together a room for someone and the designer was asking me, um, can we put, can we turn some equipment and put it against this wall? And I, and I said, well, I said, I noticed you have a lot of windows in this, in this area of the gym. I said, I feel like you're, you know, you want to make sure that what you can see through those windows looks good, right? Like, because these were interior windows. So they were from like, you know, common areas or hallways that would look into the fitness center. So I was able to put the equipment that she wanted, where she wanted it in the room, take the camera, pivot to the outside of the room, to the other side of the window and say, no, but this is what people will see when they're walking down the hallway. And they, she was like, oh, I hate that. Like, I, I would not want them to see the backs of all those machines and stuff as they're coming down this main area of the gym. So that's an area where the technology, I would have never been able to articulate. I mean, I may have said, are you sure you, you know, you're going to want to right. see the back of the equipment. And they probably would have just said, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, but actually being able to see, oh, that's what the back of that looks like. That's what those hinges on that multi-press <laughs> look like from behind. You know, it made them decide that they didn't want to go that route. And we were able to tweak the gym and we avoided any sort of, you know, what's the worst case scenario is you un, you know, you show up on a, a delivery day and you, you cannot complete the delivery or the customer doesn't like what you've done. Like if you get in there and you deliver a, a gym, you want to leave and everyone be like flying high. And if the designer walks down the hallway and they're like, I hate this, you're going to get an email. They're going to ask what we can do to solve it. And then we're going to be trying to like work backward to solve some problem that we really could have, you know, avoided from the beginning. So I thought that, that was really nice. The designers, they have a really important job because as you mentioned, Robert, there, you know, there's a story behind most new developments. Now it's not just here's a building in DC. Most of them are trying to tell a story from the time you, drive past it out front to the time you sign your lease and everything that you experience there in between. So um, helping them helps us, helps the owners, helps the end product. It's all good. Um, the management company is the last people that usually get involved. You know, it, when these properties are getting close to being completed, they start to take over the keys to things. They're tasked with the lease up, you know, getting the place up and running, getting the vendors in place, getting the, the amenity ready to go for the people that are moving in. Um, I don't know if anyone wants to take a stab at it, but what do you think, you know, this software can do that is helpful to those people um, in terms of, you know, getting the the property off the ground during lease up, right? The property that the gym may not be delivered until a couple of days before the gym opens. So how how can we help the the property there? Well, Emily? well, I was thinking that with the the pictures that you guys do on the software. Um, is good social media of what the gym will look like, what that an amenity is going to look like. Um, get everyone excited about it and definitely will be allowed, be a way for people to see what's going to be there and be excited and want to, want to start living there. Yep. I have a property right now. You know, it's pretty common that they start doing hard hat tours once the property is pretty close to being completed. Well, um, you know, we don't bring our equipment in until it's done, right? You know, we don't want them to get dirty, damaged, anything like that. So, 
Yeah, people are oftentimes, if they sign early leases, they're not seeing the equipment. But I have had properties print out large, you know, prints of the renders that we've created and put them up on little like uh, easels or whatever you would call them, mm-hmm. you know, podiums, so that at least when they bring them around that part of the building, they can see, um, you know, maybe what they're expecting. I've had the pleasure of going to a couple websites and seeing some of my renders show up on people's websites ahead of time, which wasn't. I didn't send them the renders with that in mind, but I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was really cool, and it made me feel really good that they felt so good about what we created for them digitally that they felt comfortable using that as marketing for their property. And if I have to say so myself, the final product was very uh, in line with those renders, and I think that we we executed that really well. But you know, I think that that's really important too because they're the ones that come in. You know, the the owners, the developers, the builders, the the contractor, the designer, they've all worked really hard to create a product and then they they, they kind of hand the keys over to the kingdom to the management company and they expect them to kind of you know hit the ground running and bring it all together for them so um you know being able to support them in that role is really important you know shameless plug for rms fitness but what's one thing that we pride ourselves on about all the brands that we sell robert <laughs> that we at rms fitness in particular pride ourselves on well i think at this point those who are going to be responsible for managing the property can be given a sense of security that the person selling the equipment to them will also be the folks that will be servicing it. And so if there is a concern out of the gate, management can call, get assistance right away. Uh, we're, you know, For the most part, it's something that can be handled under warranty. So there's no cost. There's no, it's not a lot of... Um, it's a matter of a phone call or email to us. It's that simple. We come out, we address the problem. They're not trying to, especially if they're um, putting together an open house, yep. you know, they want to have it right. You know, there's services we, we do in the background that most people don't see. You know, you, me, Stephen, we've gone out to our, our finished products after the fact, walked them, checked them out, made sure, met the managers, and said, hey, if you have a concern, give us a call. But right now, your fitness center is ready. So we look forward to uh, hearing from you in the near future about how the residents feel about the fitness center. So yeah, it's a matter of um, all through that line you mentioned, get to the management. There's no disconnect. We're traveling through each step of the way, and we don't leave the project. We continue beyond the, the actual finished product throughout the years, servicing it, maintaining it, keeping that relationship going. Man, that was perfect. The episode's over. We're done. No. <laughs> no, but you know what? That, that's, that, that, I couldn't have said it better, and I'm a pretty long-winded guy, so that was pretty good. But, you know, you basically you hit the nail on the head, Robert, man. You know, the, the, the products that we sell, we stand behind. We have long since, you know, hit a point in, in our company's uh, history where, you know, all the products and partners now that we work with, we're very selective about that. We are uh, only offering things that we think are going to deliver a high final product, a high value to our clients. We're not interested in unsatisfied or unhappy customers, investors, developers, designers, architects, anyone along the way. We want everyone to be happy with what it is that they, they experience at RMS. We'd rather you not experience it with us than to experience it and be unhappy. I think I speak for Robert when I say that. <laughs> Should I let him speak for me? No, you can. No, we should, we should do that. <laughs> no, Steve, you make a good point. You know, reassurance to them that we're a partner through the entire process. Um, 
not just the sale of the equipment. And I could go on and on about this, but you know, 2024, you managers, I know you're stressed out. You get a fitness center, you get the entire property, you have a lot going on. The fitness center needs to be a seamless process. You need to know that when you get the equipment, that you have someone backing you, you have a face, you know, from for us, right? We meet we meet these managers, we put our, our reputation on the line. And I'm trying to make that clear to ownership that they're making decisions and they're, they're getting a product. But then that product, you, you got to ask yourself, and I'm, I'm just stressing this, is that once you get that product, you're handing it over to your managers and you want the residents to have a great experience taking that property, leasing that, that apartment, whatever it may be, and that whole process of them being welcomed into that new property has to be top-notch so that you can go on and build the next property. And that's where we come in is that it just doesn't become a headache that you know owners, owners invest in a uh, product, you know, the salesperson's there, they give you the speech, and then the moment you have a concern, their answer to you is you have to call service back to the factory it's not the case here nope you know i pride myself on that 100 percent. you know i think most people would agree you go to buy a car i've used this illustration before you buy a car tell them the salesperson generally speaking they take you over to the sale over to the service department introduce you to the service manager so i ask anyone in this process go through all the steps don't just buy the equipment, but go through all the steps. Okay, so I'm going to buy this property. I'm going to turn it over to a management company. When it gets to that point, who, Mr. Salesperson, am I supposed to tell my manager who to contact after the sale? May I meet them? Who are they? Who's the person behind that? Put a person in that position. That's what we do here at RMS Fitness. We have a face behind the service department, not just an abstract website that we're going to refer you back to the factory yep. more than that and you'll always be able to to hear the voice of the person that you dealt with <clears throat> you know see see your way through the project you know the project the problem whatever it is that you may have that's really important to us you know and, and i think it's important you know when we pick the name of this podcast everyone needs a spotter you know it may seem like a silly name but when you when you pick a, a spotter you know at the gym right you know it's kind of an important thing, right? You know, you're, what's the spotter there to do, Emily? You know, what, what's a spotter doing for you in the gym? Man, they're they're there to make sure you're doing everything right, uh, make sure it's safe, make yeah, just make sure you're just performing everything correctly. Yeah, and when you slip, you need them more than ever, right? Yeah, they're like, there to help catch it with you. Yeah, so you don't want you wouldn't pick a spotter that was like every time you you, know, you did a set, they ran off real quick, and they were talking to twenty other people, and you could never find them, and you had to call them and keep begging them to come by and stand behind you, right? You want that person that's like taking that job seriously. Yeah. So we picked the name for a reason. We think it really uh, represents well what we're trying to do here. Everyone does need a spotter. Everyone in the world needs someone to have their back, whether it's a friend in your personal life or uh, you know a colleague in your professional life. Everyone needs somebody in their corner, and uh, we hope to be that you know for folks in the multifamily industry. We know that you have uh, to be experts on everything. You know, some of you have swimming pools and saunas in your. Uh, communities. Some of you now have podcast recording studios in your communities. That's a new thing that we're hearing about. Um, dog parks, you know, dog salons, all these things that, that you have to know how to take care of. Well, 
you don't have to be a gym expert. Just tune in every other Friday to Everyone Needs a Spotter, and we'll, we'll continue to provide you with the resources that you need. And hopefully, you know, one day we can be an actual partner to you in, uh, you know, achieving some results that you're looking for there in the gym. Robert? So as we're winding down, Steve, did you know Steven was going on vacation? Again? Again. Wait, wait, hold on. It's been a long time, bro. Where are you going? You've really earned this one. It has been a long time. I don't know <laughs> no, what you guys are talking about. No, it has not been that long. <laughs> you went to Iceland. Okay, well, okay. Iceland he went was to Iceland <laughs> three months ago. Yes, <laughs> okay. a long in, time in ago. In his defense, he does like to travel. Yeah, he did say that. It's what I do. He does. I like to travel. He does. We we met in our uh, our company uh, quarterly meeting last <laughs> week. We were all asking coworkers what they do for fun. Steven said he likes to travel. And Steve <clears throat> says sales. No. Sales. <laughs> no. Uh, someone asked me what I do for fun, and before I could answer, <laughs> all of my rude coworkers said, "I like to sales. learn about sales and selling." <laughs> and if I'm not doing that, I'm reading about it. <laughs> So that Steve. being said, I'm going to go uh, join a Krav Maga gym this weekend <laughs> and uh, do something new with my life. <laughs> we love you, Steve. No, thank and you, guys. Steven, and Steven, even though Steven. he's going away again. So Steven won't be here next week. Um, we all will. So regardless of the fact that we're not going to be here on Monday, Tuesday through Friday here, <laughs> 9 to 5, you can find the rest of us hardworking folks at RMS Fitness <laughs> holding down the fort. Uh, anybody have anything they want to say before we get into the weekend? Emily, what are you off to on this fine four-day weekend? I am on an adventure of a lifetime. Oh, oh my. She's babysitting. Oh I my. am babysitting my baby cousin for two nights. Oh. He's not even two years old yet. Okay, I almost said his name, but we're not going to do that because yeah. that's like... We live in this world. So I'm excited. <laughs> I am excited. I'm not saying that dreadfully. I am excited um, to do that. Oh, uh, I feel flattered. All so. right. Well, just let me know if you need a hand. I'll call someone who cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Steven? Um, yeah, I'll be uh, down in Florida having a good time. Hopefully, I'll have some good weather. But uh, last year, I brought cold down there. This year, I, I don't know. It's looking kind of iffy, but we'll see. We'll see. Steven's going to bring me back some Cuban food. Yes. Some oh, ropa man. vieja. Viejo. Whatever. Vieja. <laughs> vieja. I was right the first time. Ropa vieja. <laughs> I don't know who that was. That wasn't me. That was not Steven Heitzer from RMS Fitness. <laughs> no. That's awesome, man. We hope you have a really good time on your Thanks, trip, man. bro. We know Appreciate that you it. really like getting back down to visit your family. Steven I moved do. up here a long time ago from Florida, folks, and he's been a long way away from his family for a long time, so we don't begrudge him periodically once yeah, a week as taking long the trip as he, back. Exactly. As long as he goes down to visit and gets that out of his system just so that he stays living here, <laughs> right. we're, we, we make those exceptions. We'll see. It's I'll like visit some year. property managers down there. Every year it's part of his like continuation of employment is here. We have to give him like one more week of going home to Florida every year. <laughs> Eventually he's going to just live there uh, again because of that, but no. Um, Robert, what are you up to, man? Let's see, I think the theme of the weekend will be sleep. Yeah, I'm feeling it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just going to catch up on some things around the house. Nothing really to jump out at me. But four-day weekend, looking forward to re-energizing. And then come Tuesday, a few loose ends, as you mentioned, as we tighten up the year of 2023, as like today. Uh, lots of folks in our industry are trying to beat the wire get things on the 2023 books so they can have some new equipment for 2024. So I look forward to a lot of that communication next week. And at the same time, looking forward to a very fresh 
an exciting 2024. Yeah, it's uh, can't believe it's the year's coming to an end already. We're coming up on a long episode, so we're gonna put ready to uh, wrap this one up. But you know, in thinking of that, I did just want to say, you know, there was um, basically. Uh, that this time of year, in addition to all the fun that we normally, you know, have and people enjoy this time of year with friends and family and things, it is also a time of year when a lot of people do struggle. Um, you know, it's getting dark earlier, it's colder, this time of year can sometimes be a struggle for people. So uh, it is a time of year that I like to encourage you to reach out to a friend, a family member, someone that you maybe haven't heard of, even if it's someone that you think is doing okay, and take the time to check in on them this time of year. Because it is, uh, again, it can be a time of year that can be struggling in spite of all the, the good things that are going on in a lot of people's lives. So uh, that's our little, um, you know, we're, we're big here on mental health at RMS Fitness. We, we've had lots of different friends and people that have dealt with that, even uh, ourselves. So, you know, we like to make that a, a point to mention it when we can and we think it's appropriate. So uh, reach out to somebody that you love. Do something awesome today. I am Steve Heitzer, joined as always by the faithful team here at RMS Fitness, Stephen Donadio. Steve the Thursday Don Donadio. <laughs> <laughs> Steve the Boca Raton Donadio. Yeah. We'll see you next week, buddy. Emily? Yeah, man, it was, it was a nice podcast. It was a good discussion today, and uh, we'll, we'll miss you, Steven, next week, but we'll have fun next week, too. Yeah. Coming up on an hour, Robert. Steve, I love these subjects where going in, I say to myself, I have nothing to say. And then all I do is talk. <laughs> so thank you for having me today. It's the best part of what we do here. Just getting together, getting to know each other better. We, 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 we come across these random tidbits of information we didn't even know we had he to share. We we. <laughs> we, we. And tidbits. I think that's a wrap. On that note, guys, we, we's and tidbits. Have a great weekend. This has been Everyone Needs a Spotter from RMS Fitness. See ya.